The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me, he has returned, he hath risen, Mr. Uh, Derek Jaws, the Wizard of Jaws, back on. Good morning to you. How are you? Hey, buddy. How we doing? I'm all right. I missed you. I missed you. Yeah. It was weird last week. It's uh, I've had a, had a rough... <laughs> rough run of work schedule here and it was you know coaching coaching in the fall was new and stuff, just all kinds of crazy stuff going on so no for sure for sure but we are glad you're back uh we have some discussion topics to uh to to break down and and you all know how it goes here listeners you all know how it goes let's uh let's get into it as always our first discussion topic is our biggest takeaways from week six josh we'll start off with you for this one what are some of the biggest things you took away from uh from this week's slate of games i feel like i say this every time i'm on uh the parody in the nfl is just insane like like (laughs) watching teams like that win against teams that you don't think they got a shot and teams lose to teams that should never be on the ball on the field with them or even games that are close like i going into this week i didn't think there was a snowball's chance in hell, a chicken wings chance to survive around me shot that the Patriots were going to be in a ball game with the Cowboys. Right. And here we go. Let's go to overtime. Why not? Uh, And just more and more of that every week. Like, you know, the the teams that are on paper that look really good and come out and lay a, lay an egg, the teams that on paper that look like trash and come out and beat somebody, um, you know, it, it, every single week, I think I get more and more surprised. And I don't know why it's surprising anymore, but it is every week. Uh, Bill Belichick is trying to reinvent, recreate Tom Brady. Uh, the problem is rookie Tom Brady would not have survived in 2021. Probably not. No. So no, hell no. You know, you look at these, you look at these guys and what they're doing and what he's doing with Mac Jones. And we'll kind of get to this a little bit later, but you know, he's, trying to create this, the world's greatest game manager until he's 10 years into his career. And you finally say, okay, this dude can sling it. Cause I got him one of the best receivers in the league. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think it'll work and I don't think it is working. Um, but I mean, it's better than whatever the hell they tried last year. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals are like for real, real. Um, oh yeah. I mean, for real, real, like that team, that squad is good. Uh, and they're very good in a very good division. So uh, that's all I have to say about that for now. And then, um, there might be some trouble in Denver because I'm sorry that Denver team should not lose to the media shit show. That is the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that's a and very good did. point. He's getting Fangio's getting buried by his fans right now on social mm-hmm. media. That's for sure. All right. So, uh, so yeah, some of the takeaways that I had from this game or from this week, excuse me. Man, the Dolphins are so bad. The Dolph- that's the biggest thing 
Uh, yeah. yeah that, that's the that's the first thing that I'm taking away from this is how much they regressed. I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that, you know, about, you know, how we all thought Miami should have been better, how a lot of people told you, Jaws, and a bunch, a bunch of other, you know, uh, people said that, you know, the Dolphins should be a good team, and they are not. I do not know what has happened. I don't know why they have regressed as much as they did. They thought they made some intriguing moves. They had a very good, uh, a decently good draft. Miami's bad. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't want to use this like this game as like the ultimate metric for Tua because he did come off of, you know, he just came off of injury. He was activated off IR like two or three days prior. Um, Tua, Tua, <laughs> he was activated Tua days prior. But, um, but yeah, Dolphins are not good. Uh, very, very underwhelming. Also, Philadelphia Eagles fans, how you feeling? How you feeling right now? <laughs> Was Jalen Hurts really the best, the better alternative? I'm I'm waiting for it, man. This is, I, uh-huh. I, this, this, is this is my bold claim week. I oh need boy. it. I need it. Oh baby, don't you wish you had Carson Wentz? Kind of. Don't it, you wish you had Gardner Minshew on your? Oh wait, <laughs> wait. Jalen okay. Hurts is so. That's something else. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jalen Hurts, you're not a rookie anymore. You had enough play time. Uh, last season, you had a uh, you had a full off season to yourself. Were your QB one? Oof, that's not good. 115 yards. I mean, yeah, you're, you're moving the ball, whatever on the ground and whatnot, but throwing it. Let's let's be better. Uh, Giants are terrible. That's that's another takeaway. Uh, Aaron Rodgers also owns Chicago. That is a fa- that is a fact at this point. And he told them so. And he told them so. There was no uh, there was no <laughs> no minced words. And uh, my last thing is Jackson Mahomes is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I hate that motherfucker. Like, and I, it, everyone's like, oh, it's a non-story. No, no, no. No, no, no. This dude, his wife, his, or excuse me, his fiance, his mom are such a detriment to Patrick Mahomes' career. And I, I have never, like, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is a bad dude at all, even no. though I didn't appreciate like I not that I didn't appreciate, but I didn't care for his comments about Justin Herbert. I'll, you know, this past summer, whatever, at the golf tournament, he's getting a little little ahead of himself. But my God, his family is irritating as hell, I- irritating, irritating, irritating. Uh, but Jackson's number one on my poop list. Uh, you, you know, know it's one like for me, it's one of those things that it, it's not just that they're annoying and that they do and say stupid shit all the time. Like every week, these people are in my Twitter feed. They're on my Facebook feed. It's not just the fact of what they do, but the only reason they have the platform to do it is because of Patrick Mahomes. Correct. If he wasn't in the NFL or even if he wasn't, if he was a, a, a mid tier quarterback, if he was fifth, if he, if he hovered around 15, if he was Ryan Tannehill, these people don't matter. Correct. You literally don't matter. You have like, there's no reason for you to be on TV. There's no reason for you to be on my Twitter feed. There's no, like, there's no reason for you to be anywhere. You're at, at this point, you're Rachel Bush. Yeah. Like yeah. you just, you, at the least only Rachel reason, Bush is attractive. Right. Like, like at least post your half naked pictures online or something. I don't know, but like you're dancing on a dude's memorial for TikTok clout. Fuck off. Fuck yeah. all the way off. And everyone's like, no, he didn't do it on purpose. That's where they put him. Bro, he looked down. He, I wa- watched that video. He looked down to make sure he was on that. Yeah. If you watch that thing again, he looked down to make sure he was stepping on that thing. 
And that the only reason why he apologized because he got called out on it. This yeah. could be, but you, you make the good point. The only reason that they are famous, the only reason that they're in public attention is because of all everything that Patrick has done. And I mean, honestly, look how quickly public opinion has turned against Patrick over the last, you know, year because of the emergence of his family. Just kind of just kind of being famous because it's like it's like the Kardashians for Christ's sake. And it would not right. surprise me if the Mahomes family got their own TV show um, on E or, you know, A&E or so, whatever the heck. You but know, and yeah, it, for me, it's one of those things that like you. If, if I'm Pat Mahomes, I'm having a sit down conversation with my family. Listen, shut up. Everyone right. gets bad calls against them. Everyone like you don't you like. You don't think that the whole like uh, okay oh you know a, a tipped ball or a dropped ball shouldn't be on the the quarterback because because Patrick Mahomes can do no wrong yeah like they they made a point last night of saying that Pat Mahomes has been on come on man more, like he is the player who currently has been on come on man more than any other player in the league yeah he's one of the best in the league but he's been on come on man more than anyone else like he's not perfect. He can make mistakes. He is, it is, it is, he, he does make mistakes. And the last couple weeks, he hasn't looked great. So, like, shut up. No, he already home, has, like, you, yeah. you reflect poorly on me. No matter what I do, I am attached to you people. Like, shut up. Delete no. your TikTok, get off social media, and just watch me play football or go home. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got to get to that point. Yeah, he already has more interceptions. This year. I know we talked about Mahomes, I think, for like three or four straight weeks, but, um, you know, he already has more interceptions than he did last year, and he uh, he's only three away from having more than he did the last two years combined. I think he had five his, his, his first year in 2018. I don't know. What was the stat? It was some weird stat, but he's got, he's got eight at this point now. Right. Um. But, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I understand why, like, Aaron Rodgers, you know, disconnected from his family. It's it's messed up, but uh, it, it's just weird. I understand the support. I respect the support, but it just it gets to be just too obnoxious. You know, you can still support, be loud and proud for your 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 team, your husband, your fiance's team, brother, sister, or not sister, but um, you know, whatever it may be. But it, it's just it, it's become it's become too much. And you know, if they start hurting the the brand of Patrick Mahomes and then yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's risky. It's not good. It's definitely not good. And the Jackson Mahomes thing this past weekend was, was not very good at all. Not very good at all. Uh, yeah. Do not like it. I don't care for the whole TikTok thing. I think it's silly to be famous for doing 10 second dance videos for music, but I'm just a boomer apparently. Um, but <laughs> apparently Listen, man, I've, I've, I've tried, I've tried to get on TikTok and like promote uh, both hats, tats and stats. And then like the, the beard product that I'm yeah. an ambassador for. And like, I just, uh, I just can't do it, man. Like, first off, I don't have the time and wherewithal to do the fancy transitions and all the, and learn all the dances and stuff. And like, there's only so many times that I can put myself on video. Uh, I figured out, I do like between nine and 10 hours of recording a, a, a week. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to add 30 to 50 second TikToks to that because <laughs> I just, I, I just don't No, I perfectly relatable. Every time I've, I've tried it twice and I just felt phony ever since every time. So, but that is discussion topic. Uh, number one, everybody, All right, those are our takeaways from week six. 
I'm glad it kind of worked out that way. I almost actually legit did it. Wait, used a discussion topic on Jackson Holmes, but um, I'm glad it kind of worked that way. All right. Discussion topic number two, hot seat coaches. All right. We are through the first six weeks and uh, I'm sure you can imagine there's already some seats that are getting a little, uh, just a little steamy, I would say. Right. You know, we all had our projections going into the year as to who would be uh, who would be on fire a little bit. But uh, this year, there's through six weeks. I think that that may have changed in some instances. Um, I'm going to go. I think one of the hot seat coaches that I definitely have is Joe Judge in New York. For sure. Absolutely. He this team has kind of just fallen apart around him. He's got a good roster. He did something weird at halftime. I'm not completely certain what it was, but uh, some reports came out of halftime. Three or four people retired during his training camp. Um, so I think Joe Judge is is definitely on his way out. Uh, Matt Nagy, that hasn't changed, even though they're three and three right now. I don't believe that that feeling has changed at all. Uh, Vic Fangio, definitely there. And I mean, that's kind of it and that, where I'm at. Vic Fangio is, you know, it, this team is way too talented to be three and three right now. You you made a good yeah. point in your takeaways. They should have beat the Raiders. But um, but I will tell you this. Zach Taylor worked his way out of the hot seat, in my opinion. He did. A, he's done a good job so far. The team is four and two. They're sitting pretty. Uh, you know, where, where they're at, they're, they're towards the top of the AFC North. I have playoff aspirations for the Bengals and I probably just cursed them saying that, but, um, knowing you for sure. Did you buy a Jersey? <laughs> I mean, I still have my Andy Dalton one. They haven't been the same since I bought my Andy Dalton <laughs> one six years ago, but do me a uh, favor. Leave Josh Allen alone, please. Oh, I already bought his Jersey. That's why oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I bought it on uh Friday. No, I'm sorry. No. You're bad. Leave it in the box. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen. I'll, I'll 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 trade you. I will I will buy a jersey of a different quarterback. We'll trade, and then just don't open it. Don't take it out of the box. And like, let's just. And I'll give it back to you when my man retires. How's that? All right. Well, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. I. You know what? I just wanted to get festive. That's all. I hear you. That's all. You know, I, I know. wanted to fit in. And decorate the studio with Josh Allen's jersey. And it just happened, um, you know, to be that I have a jersey curse that comes with it. I like that my stigma is, you know, officially kind of growing. But um, I also wouldn't be here. Here's another one I wouldn't be surprised about. Uh, Another hot seat thing. I would not be surprised if Nick Sirianni is one and done in Philadelphia. Yeah. that's, That's definitely what I've been thinking about. I don't know what that team's identity is. Not using, uh, uh, oh God, the running back, Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? It, it, the schematically, it's just bad. I know the roster is not that great, but he has done himself no favors. So none. Nick Sirianni would be probably, it may be a reach, but I would not be surprised to see him one and done in Philly. How about you? So I 100% agree with you with uh, Nagy and Fangio for sure. Uh, we don't need to beat that dead horse because Fangio's already killing horses in, in Denver. So um, I, I think I have two like kind of reaches and one that's just an emotional response from me. Uh, Pete Carroll to me is just how many years are you going to let 
the Seahawks just wade through mediocrity. Right. Like, so, so the Seahawks were fantastic. They were really good when you had one of the best running backs in the game, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, you were a run first, control the clock, and played stifling defense. Best team. defense in the game. Best and defense in the game. You you haven't had a good team since. That's a good one. I like I like that you brought this one up. I really truly do. I like that you brought that one up, and I, I I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I think Pete Carroll has lost his touch. Yeah, I don't know that he. I think he's one of those guys that maybe he never had a touch. He just had a really good team and just knew how to point them in the right direction. Right. So when you when you start losing talent and you look like the Legion of Boom started to break up, that defense took a hard step backwards. And you look at like you look at some of the coaches who have had defenses that could rival that. And when one or two guys leave, it's not like the team gets cut in half. The Seahawks kind of did. I mean, and he he should have been on the hot seat after last year when they played the Bills and it was the Bills hung almost 50 on him and they went, well, we had a great plan if they ran the football. Great. They didn't. Yeah. Where's the adjustment? Well, they'll run it eventually. Yeah. When you're down by 40, like no shit. I I just like that. That to me is just absolutely shocking that like this dude has just hung his resume on Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom with Russell Wilson at the helm. And it's just been. Okay. He he's legitimate legitimately like the Odell Beckham Jr. of coaching. Yeah. He is yeah. he is o, OBJ for those who don't know what I mean. I think OBJ who's been a a pretty good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of his hype, a lot of his contracts, a lot of his uh ADP and fantasy has all been based off of that one-handed catch he had in 2014 against the uh against the Cowboys. Yes. But I think in Pete Carroll's case, a guy who has bounced around the league quite a bit prior to this and ran out of USC, uh, you know, during that all that controversy. Right. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not a big college guy, but I believe so. Yeah, uh, I believe that was the case. He came to Seattle and, you know, he did turn the franchise around to be, um, you know, one of the best in the league. But but you're right. Like how many times, you know, can you just be that you're the legion of mediocrity? (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right now. I, honestly, they, you, I, I'm not. I'm not even sure you're a legion anymore. Right? Yeah. You're 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 a slightly disassembled unit of mediocrity. You're you're a fire hall of right. <laughs> you're, you're a volunteer fire company right now. No offense to any volunteer fire co- firefighters that that listen, but like, you know what we mean. Yeah. It, yeah. Your cool little blue bubble thing on your car. You drive to stuff. Nine times out of ten, they're like, "Eh, we don't need you. We call an ambulance." And. <laughs> I'm, I, we're getting canceled for that. The firefighters oh. union's coming in hot. Oh dear God! Listen, this is a hot seat. These these guys are burning. We need yeah. the fire company. We need to get nice save, <laughs> nice save. Uh, but you're not wrong. Like you're not you're not wrong. It, it, it Pete Carroll is like it's time to go. I think I, I get it. Like you know, he keeps winning games. Right, they're towards the top of the NFC West. But at one point, at what point are you as a fan, or what point are you as a player, like? this isn't good enough. You know what I mean? This isn't good right. enough. How do we keep like this? Our bar is so high right now. Right. So, our, you know, Seattle's bar every year may, you know, go to the playoffs, whether it's a wild card, whether it's NFC West champions, the bar is to make it into the postseason. That That's the bar. Anything higher than that. They have struggled to achieve over the yeah. last, uh, since the Legion of boom dissipated. I mean, like, and looking at this team, like they beat the Colts who I'm like, aren't having a great year. 
They lost to the Titans, lost to the Vikings, beat the Niners, lost to the Rams, and then lost to the Steelers. So you're beating teams that aren't doing great. And you're losing to teams that are good. Or I mean, not, I mean, the Rams are the best team that they played and they beat and they, they lost like the, the Vikings are okay. Um, they beat the Niners who are struggling to figure out what a quarterback is. And this, like, granted, you you don't have Russell Wilson, but you know, you lost to the Steelers who aren't having a good season either. Right. I, it just, at some point, like that, when, when your quarterback goes down, you rely on, on, on good coaching and being a well put together team to get you through. I, I don't know that they have that. It's going to no. be, it's going to be a long stretch until he, until Russ comes back. No, I agree. And I, I've always, even when Russ is there, I've always found like Pete Carroll to be this insufferable coach who shoots himself in the foot often. Absolutely. I, uh, and in, like, I don't think he's a bad guy um, at all. And, and I'm not saying that when I say insufferable, but you know, I have never like last year, they lost to, the Rams backup who I couldn't even tell you his name, uh, right. The Rams backup played in their wild card, uh, round matchup and, and they lost, they lost Russell Wilson could not, uh, you know, Aaron Donald was all messed up. Yeah. I think Aaron Donald was playing hurt. Um, didn't their backup get hurt and then golf came in and finished that game with a broken thumb or something stupid. Like, yes, that is absolutely correct. And, uh, like that right there is a fireable offense in my opinion. Yeah. You have a quarterback who doesn't have a hand and he's beating you. Come on. He's kicking the crap out of you. Yeah. They could not do anything. So, um, so yeah, I, I largely think Pete Carroll is, is, is over. He had a good tenure, but again, you know, it, it's, 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 it's like Andy Reid. It, it's like the Andy Reid effect in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. We're so close. We're so close. We're so close always, but how long can we take being so close versus getting over that hump and winning right. the title again? Uh, my next one, Brian Flores. I I like him. I think he he last year like the start of last year, like he says the right things and he does a, a, some of the right things. Yeah. But now we're looking at a franchise who like you, you, for another year in a row you don't have a first round pick because you've had this fire sale of your draft. Uh, almost Houston Texan Texan Texian Te- Texanian yes. fire sale type of, yeah. of, of of your of assets. You went with Tua. Tua like. First off, Tua should not have been starting last year. Um, and I, I I think if he doesn't start last year, they're a playoff team. I think Brian Fitzpatrick, with that defense playing the way it played, takes them to a playoff game. Yeah. Might even win one. Who knows? With that, with with the defense, that defense the way it played, Fitz may have actually won a playoff game last year. Not sure, don't know. Whatever. But now Tua's your guy. He comes back, and I mean, your defense isn't playing remotely close to what it was last year you're not winning games because your defense isn't your defense and special teams aren't scoring two to three times a week that's a problem you've officially built a an issue in your franchise because you don't have a first round pick this year so unless you're going after someone in free agency you don't have a quarterback and you're not going to have a quarterback for at least another season um yeah i mean you have talented receivers we think but we don't know you don't have a running game, and what's the deal with your uh, with your court with your with, with your secondary right now? That's supposed to be the strong point in your team, and all of a sudden they're just okay, right? And and arguing over who gets to who who deserves to be paid more. I I just I I have questions here. 
I, I don't know if I'm going to get answers, but the the combination of the choice to go to Tua last year, whether that was his choice or not, like, I'm sorry, if I'm a coach, I'm going to be that guy that dies on the cross of I pick the personnel. Like, right. I pick the dudes who are on the field on Sunday. So if you if he was told that, he's you're spineless for letting somebody else make the call on what's going on in the field on Sunday. Um, if he did make that call, what are you, what are you watching? Right. Second. So now you're going forward with Tua. Um, I think your team had a better offensive chance with, um, God, why I, I blank on a name once an episode. <laughs> what? For oh this, my God. For this game percent. Yeah. Like Jacoby Brissett gives you a better chance offensively, in my opinion, because he's a better thrower. And the only thing that like your offense looks like it gets away with is the fact that people get confused when a lefty comes up out of a play action. Like, right. So the, this team has regressed so hard. This went from a team last year that we were talking the people, not, not we, I didn't, I never said this. Not once. No, you didn't. We're going to push the bills. They're going to push the bills for the division. They might even win the division. I, said I watched that. that for five weeks at the end of the season last year. The, the dolphins are going to win the East. And now they're t- tied for last. And then you just lost to the Jags for fuck's sake. The Jags. The only thing the Jags can do is hump co-eds. <laughs> you just got humped like a co-ed by the Jags. You suck. That's a meme. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, while, while, while you're memeing this, and this is my emotional reaction to last night, Brian Dable. Like, I love Brian Dable. I really do. And I feel for him. They, like, they, they told a story last night on the broadcast. That my man, you know, found out on the plane ride to Tennessee that his grandfather had passed away. It was the man who raised him, um, you know, and and I feel for that. His first year in Buffalo, I was not a huge fan of, of his offensive style and his scheme. His second year, and then even more so last year, I was like, oh, this dude, okay, he's figured it out. He's 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 gotten to a point where I'm okay, and I like, and I'm I'm even excited about seeing what we're doing. And then this year. It seems like he get just get, and we talked about this before, you know, we matched the record button, but he's now this guy who he gets an idea in his head and that's just what we're doing. It doesn't matter that it's not working. Eventually it'll work. Will it though? I mean, at, at what point is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, not the definition of insanity. I, right. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I, and <clears throat> so he, he did adjust a little bit yesterday, you know, the short passes, um, you know, there, there were a couple on the first two drives of the game last night. Um, they showed that Allen had receivers wide open in the end zone and he wasn't looking because he's being told this is where the ball's going. Um, you know, earlier this year, they, somebody asked him about, um, you know, his ability to, to make calls and change things and stuff. And he goes, you know, uh, it, you know, Brian calls the offense and, you know, if somebody, you know, if somebody were to have the ability to say something to him and, you know, have him listen, it would be me. And I really have no say, like I have the most say in the locker room and I have no say like, and then, so you make an adjustment last night, you get back in the game and you're marching down the field to take the lead and the win with almost no time left on the clock. And on fourth down, you come out before you, before, uh, you know, they come out in a, in a, uh, in a shotgun formation. And before Josh comes up under center, which he walked up under center, they shifted inside. They knew what you were doing and either you didn't see it and like have something else planned, or you're, you're not giving your quarterback the ability to say, uh, this isn't going to work. Uh, if you watch the game last night, you saw, uh, Dawson Knox threw a pass with a busted up hand when he called it, Josh was trying to tell him, no, 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 don't call that. 
No, no, you're good. Dude, the guy on the field's got a broken fucking hand that he's trying to throw a football with, and you're not letting your quarterback say, uh, we can't do that. No, did it work? Yes. That ball could have been very, very, sh- like, could have fallen short and would have been like, what's happening? Right. And then you look like an idiot. You're lucky Dawson Knox is built like a shithouse and can shot put a football 10 yards. That's I'm, I'm done with my emotional rant about last night. I'm no, sorry. that's fine. Good. I lied. Please, I'm going to do it again. Do. I promise. But <laughs> please do. No, please do. You're right, though. You're right, though. Um, yeah, that's tough. That, that's a, that's a definitely a discussion for a, another week about the, this generation, you know, generation of quarterbacks and and just how the NFL kind of plays out. There's no doubt about it. All right. Discussion topic number three. We'll start off with you for this one. Josh Lamar Jackson, the Ravens on absolute fire right now, sitting at five and one, they have beaten the chiefs. They have beaten the chargers um, and, you know, a host of other teams in, in, in pretty decisive fashion, you know, and of course they're overcoming a lot of injury issues. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. What are your thoughts on, on the Ravens and uh, you know, currently right now in 2021 and, you know, despite all this, is the injury bug really, you know, is the injury bug really an excuse anymore uh, for a team under what being underwhelming? Um, I think you're watching a team in, in Baltimore do exactly what they're built to do. Um, you know, we, we saw last week, Lamar came out and threw for half a mile and had four touchdowns this week. He didn't break 200 yards. And had two picks, but they had almost, well, I'm trying to look. They almost, they had almost 200 yards on the ground. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's, what's the MO for taking a, a good quarterback out of the game? Don't give him the football, like chew time. I mean, and Herbert still threw 39 times for 195 yards, which is indicative of, you know, your receivers can be banged up all, all like all they want. And that's really like their receivers and their top two, three, three running backs are hurt. And yeah, I mean that like who, who does that offense run through on the ground? Who, who does your offensive offensive game plan run through when you're running the football Lamar? So you can literally, they've proved that you can kind of plug and play in the backfield back there. Are any of them going to go for a hundred and a half? No, but except for Lamar, maybe, but I mean, you still had, uh, let's see. Freeman, Devonta Freeman had 53 yards. Jackson had 51. Murray had 44. Bell had 18. Duvernay had 11. And Huntley had 10. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of yards for a lot of, I mean, you, you cut those bottom three off and give those yards to other people. You have three dudes near hundred yards. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's the, and this defense is finally playing the way I think it was built to play. It's um, so good. It's so good. Despite their injuries, right? They right. lost Marcus Peters. They lost a couple other pieces. I, I, you know, uh, at one practice they had like two injuries, like back to back, and it was just it was just terrible. And, yeah, and and really, what it is is you have two good safeties there. You're you know you have a, a solid linebacking core and an athletic linebacking core, and you're it, it's it's really it's your front four that are that are holding pace in these games. And it's not like they got a ton of sacks. They only had one but they're, they're slowing people down. They're getting pressure and they're making quarterbacks be uncomfortable. And that's what they did to Herbert. They made him throw the ball and make quick decisions. And when you're probably a team that's built more to stretch the field, you know, it's, and you have to make quick hit passes and your routes aren't necessarily designed to be open that open on the first three to five yards. 
you're going to struggle. There were also, I mean, was it Mike Williams had two or three awful drops yesterday? Awful yeah, drops. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But you know, I no the like the injury bug cannot be an excuse for anybody. Like, it's not an excuse for for the Ravens because you understand that running backs get hurt. So if you're going to run the football a ton, you better have seven of them. And they look like they found some people that can do it. Um, I don't care that your receivers are hurt. A good quarterback. I mean, we saw we saw Tom Brady play quarterback with I don't remember who their names are before he had the big years with, you know, uh, with Moss and Welker and, and Gronk and Hernandez. And, you know, I'm not even sure if we're allowed to say that dude's name on, on air anymore. But like we, we we've watched good quarterbacks elevate the players around them. Right. You know, you're no longer allowed to say, well, he doesn't have weapons. Well, the guys are hurt. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, that's, that's the game. Be better. Like, and I know I talk about like, you know, uh, like if Patrick Mahomes came to the bills back in 2018 or 2017, like who was he throwing to? Well, they suck, but I mean, I'm sure he would have done better than Nate Peterman because Nate Peterman doesn't elevate people around him. Uh, Mahomes kind of does. So that's true. That like that's why, and that's that to me is why the injury bug is no longer. And the only thing that you can that I will give anybody with the injury bug is a quarterback. If your quarterback goes down, I wholeheartedly will give you the yeah the injury bug thing sucks. Like the Seahawks are going to struggle, right? Because right. Russ is because it, like if the only thing that's probably not in that boat might be the Bills if Josh went down because we have Trubisky who proven he can be a starter in this league. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of points that you, you just said uh, the injury bug. It, it can't like this team Ravens on paper, you know, after all the injuries were like, Oh, Oh boy. What is he going to do? Right. It Lamar Jackson's running back and his, you know, his wide receivers weren't catching passes. There's no doubt about it. Excuse me. But Lamar has stepped up. You know what I mean? I think it's a, a lot of it falls on coaching. A lot of it falls on coaching and uh, the Raven it, Harbaugh has done a tremendous job of coaching this team up. Right. You know, that when they beat the chiefs, I was like, how, how right. did that happen? But now I'm just like, Oh, well, I guess it, uh, I guess it made sense all along. Right. That's kind of, that's the vibe I'm feeling right now. Uh, Lamar has elevated himself tremendously. And I, I, I will put a lot of it on coaching and I will put a lot of it on Lamar just willing to grow. Is why you know Hollywood Brown is is gotten so much better. Mark Andrews is like he's looking like a tight end one this year. Like by the time everything is all said and done, as far as stats and all that jazz goes, he's he very well could find himself as as tight end one. And it would not it would not surprise me in the slightest bit. But yeah, I don't like you know what I mean. And and did you know did they do a good job of getting depth for? Uh, you know, Lamar, yeah, the Ravens have always, you know, have always been kind of good in the depth department, but, but yeah, I don't think there's any excuses at, at this point. It, it's it, that to me, all this falls on coaching again, quarterbacks aside, uh, all, all of it falls on coaching and having guys prepared and ready to go. And Absolutely. every single one of those guys have stepped up. I mean, I could not imagine how disgusting this team would be with JK Dobbins with Marcus Peters with, you know, just all these dudes who've been injured, you know, this, this year. And and I mean, we could be talking about a, a a six and O Ravens team right now in the AFC very, very easily. So go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. 
<laughs> so and like it's interesting too because there are times and it doesn't happen often but there are times that like getting somebody hurt like somebody getting hurt or something almost solidifies you as a team because people do need to step up and you know you're instead of seeing one running back going i need the ball you have five or six dudes running the ball and getting a share and right. no one's bitching because none of those dudes that i listed that had that had touches were going to start anywhere else this year so now they're starting they're getting touches and who are you to bitch right where maybe if you had those top two backs with uh dobbins and gus edwards maybe they're you know maybe that i want the lion's share no i'm the i'm the premier back here i want the lion's share like and maybe that causes an issue maybe you know, maybe Marcus Peters tries to do too much and the other guys in the backfield kind of like rest on him a little bit and that and they get burned a few times more. I, I don't know. Uh, you know who's a great example of that? We talked about him already is OBJ. Oh, the Browns yeah. offense is better without him. Yep. Statistically speaking, they are better without him. Yep. It's so. it's a hundred it's a hundred percent true. It <clears throat> is uh it is really cool. I'm happy for Ravens fans. Uh there's no doubt about it. And they look dominant. Like I said, they destroyed the chart, like systematically destroyed the Chargers this past weekend. Like, yeah. shut down, got in Herbert's head, and made him make mistakes. And that's how you win football games. But I, I'm impressed. I, again, a lot of it goes to uh, Harbaugh, but I think I think the team, like Lamar's, emerging as a leader, and he's playing out of his mind right now. He has more total offense than I think, uh, like a, a a third or a fourth. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. A certain percentage of of whole like teams like this yeah, Lamar Jackson teams. on his own he's getting he's averaging like 500 yards a game in total offense that, that's kind of where he's he, he's pretty close to that number roughly but that's how good he is man that's how good he is he's improved and and it, it's you know it's again it's cool to see but yeah the injury excuses is is no thing like people are like oh the, you know again to make it about the Colts you know oh we're banged up there, there's you know what I mean that, that of course we lost well no 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 look at the Ravens Half of their starting, half of their projected starters were on IR before the season even started, and they are five and one right now and sitting atop the AFC, and they are very, very good. I'm intrigued. I'm going to be intrigued to see what they do this week. They have a, a big matchup coming up, and it's for the lead of their division. So uh, they're they're taking on the Bengals, and that team's been playing very well. So I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, they they've beaten some good teams. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are on a little bit. You know, they're not the Chiefs of last year even, but. Um, you know, that Chargers win, I think, was a good one. The Chargers, I thought, were one of the hottest teams in football, and they, they knocked them down a peg. I'm intrigued to see what this looks like this week with the Bengals because yeah. divisional matchups are always tough, and I'm still not sold on Lamar as a passer, personally. <laughs> I have you know, to be at this point. I, 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 I Yeah. I, I just look at things like, you know, when he threw to – when he, when he's breaking big plays, he's throwing to receivers that are wide open. And I know, and I know you can't pick when your receivers are open or not um and it's just one of those things i need him i need to see him take that step where he's making contested throws and making them well not making a guy who's wide open by 20 yards dive for a for a football in the end zone right and, and that's really that's why i'm not sold on him i, I don't know i i need to see more quarterback plays than broken plays to wide open like he, he like he's doing very very well and he looks like an ohio state or alabama quarterback right now throwing to dudes that are just there's nobody around him i mean one of his four against indianapolis was somewhat covered the rest were just oh look there's a dude and no one else right but that's just me and i like if if, if willie comes back on he's gonna 
fucking tear me apart for that, but <laughs> I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. No, I know. Hey, he was in the same boat though. Like for a while, he's like, yeah, Lamar's got no more excuses. Um, he's got no more excuses anymore for not elevating guys. But I feel like he he is like Hollywood Brown is like, I think he's like a wide receiver like top ten right now in fantasy. Oh, absolutely. Which, which isn't like the benchmark for anything. Um, but it is intriguing. I just sent you a fun article that our friend Drew made. Oh, <laughs> I think you'll appreciate it. <laughs> it made oh, me laugh. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna put about to post to the two point page. That's incredible. That is great. <laughs> Good old Jackson Mahomes. Shout out to uh shout out to the sports memory. Uh our man Drew. Just he, he does he does uh onion like the onion type articles and uh he just made a good one about about Jackson Mahomes. I I chuckled it. I didn't have to open it up the article, I just chuckled at the, the headline. Uh all right, discussion topic to number four. <laughs> uh the Patriots have lost a lot of close games this year, right? A, a, a couple close games. They lost the Dolphins in week one. They lost to uh Brady and the Bucks, uh, very, very close. And they just this past week they lost to uh, Dallas in overtime, which led to Jerry Jones making out with his son. Uh, <laughs> just fucking awkward. <laughs> that was very awkward. It was like, uh, it, wasn't yeah, it though? He tongue punched him right in the mouth. Uh, has Bill Belichick become way too, con- a little too conservative with his play calling uh, this year? Has he, has he changed as a coach in, in our opinions? And uh, I'll start off with this one. I say, yes. I say that Bill, Bel- and I think it, it could be a trust issue. It could be a trust thing. But Bill Belichick is not the same uh, aggressive coach that he, that I remember him, I, I, I've made him out to be. And I will know that he's been, you know what I mean? Honestly. And I know it's, it's probably one of those things like going forward on fourth down and and some other decisions that he's made, uh, it could be one of those things where it's like, oh, what if he goes for it and misses? And then you'll be criticizing him for that. But uh, I think Bill's lost a bit of a step. He certainly, yeah. I mean, listen, the, the, the Patriots were had no business being in that game as close as they were. <laughs> so I will give him kudos for keep for for having the players ready to go. But I don't know if he trusts Mac Jones yet. And I I think I feel like he can. I feel like he can trust Mac Jones to extend drives and, and whatnot instead of just giving up on, on you know, game-winning drives and playing the safe route. I'm a little concerned. It, it, again, it, it could be one of those things where, you know, give Mac some time, get, you know, let him groom, and then, then I'll trust him. But, like, I've seen Mac make some, some pretty decent throws. I, I mean, the Tampa Bay game has always got to stand out to me because it was fourth and two. They were, cl- they were kind of close to, f- to field goal range. I think this is when Nick Folk uh, missed that 51 yard or whatever it was uh, th- that would have helped them win the game. But it's like Mac's been making these, you know, decent passes uh, all day long and, and you decide to not help your kicker out by making him kick 50 yards in the 50 plus yards in the rain. I didn't understand that. It wasn't, it, it's not very Belichickian to me. Um, but again, it's not, it's one of those flip side things where damned if I do damned if I don't, I just wish you would trust more. And I think this Patriots team would be, you know, have a 500 or better record right now because I, I don't think they're that bad. I, 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 but I do think that 
Bill Belichick showing dis, almost showing distrust in his young quarterback has uh, has been a hindrance on, on on public perception of Mac Jones. You know, I I agree with you. Um, I, I think Bill Belichick has always been on the conservative side. I think we got comfortable with the that middle ten year stretch where. Brady was breaking all kinds of single season records when he had Moss and Welker and the two tight ends and, you know, everything else and like allowing him to kind of stretch the field. And a lot of that I think was more Tom than, than bill. But if you look statistically speaking, Tom Brady has, you know, some of the shortest uh, air yards for a career of most active quarterbacks. And it's not close. So I think, I think he's just used to that conservative style where, you know, he just happened to have the quarterback that did it as good or better than everybody else and threw guys into space where, and had guys like Welker and Edelman who could make a dude miss and take it for 40 more yards. Um, you know, and I don't think they have those guys, but they're trying to run that game. I, I said it at the top of the show, he's trying to rebuild Tom Brady. He's trying to remake and recapture that lightning in a bottle that he caught with what is very blatantly the goat. Right. Um, you know, and the problem is like, I, I don't, if Brady was doing that, well, if Brady was doing what he was doing in his first three or four years in the 2021 NFL, he wouldn't look good either. I mean, it, sure. it's a different game. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago, you got away with that stuff. Now, not so much, you know, you, you have to stretch the field. You have to be a threat. You have to be able to take the top off of defense and bill, has never been that guy unless he had, I mean, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer on the edge. You know, a, a first ballot Hall of Fame tight end who ran like a, a Hall of Famer on the edge. Right. <laughs> like I, you know, he he had dudes who could take the top off, and then he like and Brady made those decisions in in the game. You know, he he has dudes on those routes, but I think he's doing kind of the the Dable thing of play it safe, don't lose. You know, I think he's playing the don't lose game. And the problem is it's like playing prevent defense. It only prevents you from winning, which yeah. we saw the Dolphins do. <laughs> perfect example. It is a perfect example. You're, you're, you are right. Yeah, it, it's, it is worrisome, though. Like I, I don't know like where Bill Belichick stands right now amongst, amongst coaches because of the way he's been kind of calling these games and playing the safe route and hoping you know, his defense makes a stop or this and that. It's, it's, it's very worrisome. I, I don't know, you know, is, is does this make Belichick a hot seat candidate because of the way that this team is, or, do, you know, does Robert Kraft acknowledge that, you know, this team is yes, obviously still in a rebuild, but where does Bill Belichick stand right now? You know what I mean? This, 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 this genius who did construct this Patriots dynasty to last for 20 years. I don't think it should be instantly forgotten. They got to be like, Oh, we got to move in a new direction. However, uh, there's some that there might be some concern like uh, legit. I, the Patriots should be where I thought that the, um, the, the Dolphins should be right now. And that's maybe pushing. I think, I think the Patriots team, you know, again, has been that good. I I truly believe that they should have beat Tampa Bay. I believe that they should, they should have beaten Dallas and and there's been, they should have beaten Miami. I mean, that's, that puts them at four and two. If, right. if, if you don't play the laid back, you know, ah, we'll just take a chance kind of thing. It's it's a. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's a difference maker. We're, and we're talking about a team here who, you know, 
team in your team in your division. And I know, you know, that we, we, I talk about the parody in the NFL and everything, but like the bills went 40 to nothing against the Texans and you beat them 25 to 22. Right. Like the, 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 there was nothing conservative about what the bills did that day. No. So I don't know, maybe take notes, like you learn, learn to, to adjust to the new NFL. Like the NFL is no longer a run the ball and play defense. You, you have, you, you have to be able to run the ball. Defense definitely helps. We, we've seen it across the board. Having a good defense will keep you in ball games. Cough, cough, the Steelers cough, cough, <laughs> but like you, you need to be able to put points on the board and you need to be able to put the points on the board late in games at will. Correct. And they weren't able to do it against the Cowboys. Nope. You had a shot to to walk out of that game without Dak Prescott touching the football. And you, what was it? Run, run, pass. Yeah. Well, there should have been a face. Man. I don't care. You don't get all the calls. You don't, you don't, you sometimes call goes against you. Sometimes you don't get the call. I, yeah. I, I don't it. do the whole, whole, oh, it should have been a penalty thing. There's 60 minutes in a game. And there's plenty of opportunities to, to make things happen. Yeah. If you got a first down on one of the first two down and one of the first two plays, that play doesn't matter. Correct. Instead, you're running one dude to the outside. He's lined up on the numbers and running an out route. The, the margin for error there is so small. And it wasn't a great ball. And he got face masked. But even if it was, even the face mask didn't happen. I, I don't know if, he, if, if that catch gets made. If it does, it's, the, it's a fantastic circus catch. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's a, it, Patriots are in a very interesting spot right now. Where they, uh, I'm trying to think of who they remind me of. They kind of remind me of the Chargers last year, where they should be so much better than the record shows. They, but, they, uh, th- I feel a lot like they're kind of similar to the Eagles, in my opinion. They don't have an identity; like they, they, they don't know who they are. Right. Yeah. How many, how many Patriots players you got on fantasy this year? None. Correct. Yeah. That's how it goes. I ha- I had Hunter Henry for like three weeks and then I said fuck that and dropped him and then he started getting hot naturally. Well, and that's because I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get one of the two tight ends at you know at, at, at basically tight end central, right? And nope, bet you Johnu Smith's uh, really pissed off about signing that contract right now. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just like, hey, he got paid though. At least he got paid. Yeah, I got I got paid. I was pissed off. I wasn't getting the football in Tennessee, so I went and got paid, and now I'm not getting the football in New <laughs> for sure. All right, buddy. Let's uh, close up with this one. All right, Andrew. Actually, our uh, our good friend Andrew sent this one in yesterday. He said he screenshotted it. He got a notification about it. And said, "Hey, this might actually be a uh, interesting discussion topic." So he had a notice from ESPN. He said, "Leonard Williams says uh, the Giants have a right to be upset after another home loss, but I just don't like hearing boos." That's that was uh, quoted from Leonard Williams this after this past weekend. And our final discussion topic, uh, what are your thoughts on players reacting to negative reactions from the fans? Uh, you know, is it, it, do they have a right to be upset at the fans? Do they, you know what I mean? What, what, what are you, what's your take on, on the, uh, excuse me, what's your take on, on, on these players just kind of letting that outside noise affect them a little bit. I think it's hard not to, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard not to, to hear somebody booing you. And I mean, you know, we're, we're both, uh, pro wrestling fans. Yes, sir. So like there's guys there who make a living by being booed. 
like who by 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 getting the getting the heat, getting the reaction. The NFL's not like that. You're not supposed to be getting booed by your by your in your in your home, in your humble home in New Jersey. They're not supposed to be booing you, right? And uh, like, if you don't want to be booed, be better. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I think it's pretty simple. Um, you know, it's I don't think it needs to go to the extent of like what happens in Philly, which I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, Philly ran a, ran the ball for a first down. And the place went nuts. The yeah. very next play, they ran the ball, and it was a two-yard loss, and they booed. And like the commentators were like, "Well, that's what happens there, you know. You got the, uh, you know, these fans are just rabid for Miles Sanders to do more and to, to be more involved." Next play, two-yard loss and a handoff. Boo! Like, <laughs> listen, you can't have it both ways. No. But when you're looking at your team, and you're like, "Well." We, we made some additions. Our defense was our strong point last year. And like, you're, you, you're just not any better than you were last year. I mean, I've, I've been hard pressed to hear booze at bills games, but we've been good since I've had season tickets. Right. So, but I mean, you do hear the occasional, like, you know, fourth and short near midfield and we run the punt team out, you know, there, you, you get some booze. We listen, I paid to be there. I paid good money to be there. Mm-hmm. Paid a lot of money to be there. Uh, I have the right to express my opinion. Just saying, like, and if you don't want me to boo, uh, be be better, be a better football team, yep. make plays. Because yes, the it it does come down to coaching. It does come down to schemes. It does come down to scouting. But at some point, it also comes down to players making plays. And if you're not making plays, you're going to get booed. Yes, I agree. I am all about fan accountability when it comes to um, anything, honestly, in life. All right, people love to complain about stuff, right? We all love to complain about this and that, this and that um, for video in video game sake, right? People love to complain about it. Five years ago, everybody loved to complain about downloadable content, right? I hate paying for a game that's not complete and uh, and, and and yet, but yet they still pay it. Yep. My point is this. You have to, if you are a consumer of an entertain, anything of entertainment, and football is entertainment, you have every right to make your voice heard loud and proud and hold those companies accountable, those entertainment sources accountable for what they are giving you. People, like, I don't understand blind loyalty when it comes to sports and sports fans. I'm watching people uh, again, not to make it about the Colts again, but I'm watching people right now blindly be like, yeah, Colts, I bleed blue, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Colts are great. And they get mad at people for criticizing this team for, for criticizing the Colts. All right. Stop, you know, these teams are so good at selling us hope year in and year out. At the end of last year, right, the NFC East, uh, the, the Giants complaining about Philly kind of just tanking and not, uh, you know, if, the, if, if Philly beats Washington and the Giants go to the postseason and then the Giants put out this kind of product. Right. You need to be held accountable. Stuff does not change until you start like uh, affecting a team's pocketbook, like uh, like money, all that stuff. Stop buying their jerseys. Stop going to games, you know. And 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 things will change. 
This is why I'm all about play holding like teams accountable. Just because I'm a Colts fan or just because I'm a Giants fan or a Bills fan, I'm not going to just sit there and take loss after loss after loss and be like, I still love my team. No, I go. Your your team is a is a sense of pride for me. Your team being a fan of your team is a sense of pride. And I, I you know, we walk around with this pride all the time. We buy the jerseys. We buy the shirts. We, you know, anything we buy pictures and, and all this crap. And th- this team is okay with putting out a lousy product. I do. I don't think Cleveland football changes. I do not think that Cleveland football changes if their fan base didn't erupt after that. Owen 16 season. And we're like, Hey, we're tired. We're tired of this crap. All right. right. I don't think Buffalo Bills football changes unless their fans, you know, start. To, I mean, listen, Bills fans have been diehard no matter what. They used to buy season tickets regardless. But you know what I mean? We're tired of this Rex Ryan, this 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 flashy, um, you know, hot sell. You know, this hot take crap. We're tired of it. And you went out and got a good coach. You did your due diligence. You fired Doug Whaley. You know what I mean? You got stuff on track. Fans, you have to hold your team accountable for this sort of stuff, or they will keep sending you garbage. Look at I mean, Washington, for Christ's sake. Yeah. All right. They, they, the, the, the bounce back, the, the, the fight back against, like, Washington and the crap that they, they've kind of been putting together. It's, I mean, is it working this year? No, but the fans are pushing back. Yeah, they won the NFC East last year at, what, 7-9? and nine? But the fans have been pushing back. You know, stop with the, stop with the you know, the, the just all the crap, right? Change the name, change that all that stuff uh, comes into play of of the fans holding the team and, and players accountable. You have to. We're paying the money um, to watch these guys. I want to see these players get paid, no doubt about it. But you know, as as a consumer of entertainment, you have to speak with uh, with your money and your attention and your clicks. Uh, you know, on, on social media, that unfortunately for some reason goes a long way as well. But you have to, you have to, uh, you have to go after it. You have to hold them accountable. I agree. And like Buffalo is a perfect example of that. I mean, you, you see the ticket, the attendance was dwindling. Like, yes, we, we've been diehard through the entire drought and everything like, but, and see, and, t- and season tickets dwindled, but people still went to games. And, you know, when they weren't allowed to black out games locally anymore, it almost made people want to go to the games more somehow. I, I don't know how that worked, but right now, and I know this is a football show, but if you talk about hockey in Buffalo, the Sabres are averaging between five and 8,000 people for a hockey game. Right. Because the product has been so bad for so long. People are just like, I'm not like you're, you're increasing ticket prices every year. You're increasing like the, the concessions cost an arm and a leg. It's, it's like eight dollars for, for a, two $8, $8 for a slice of pizza. Last time I was there two years ago, $8 yeah. for a slice of pizza. Yeah. A slice. You, you you go up and get and get two beers. You're you're dropping probably twenty bucks. Yeah, and 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 I might be undershooting. It might be twenty two. I I think twenty two sounds a lot more fair. Yeah, for for, for a team that's going to go and get their shit pushed in nine out of ten games. And right. what's happened? Right. What ha- what what happened right now? So so far, and I don't know what they did otherwise, but I know they started two and zero. Oh. So here we go. Here here comes the Sabers selling me hope <clears throat> with a team that on paper probably shouldn't compete with anybody. Correct but they, they're coming out hot so far and you know, they're not going to see a, an uptick in attendance. They're not going to see an uptick in that in, in this area until it's 
10, 15, 20, 25 games, and they're at least competitive. They're above 500. They're, they're being talked about as potentially being like a shocker of the year, like squeaking out a playoff, maybe who knows, but like it's happening in Buffalo, a diehard rabid fan base that was stuck through a 17 year playoff drought took about three seasons to be like, here's 4,000 people at one of you at one professional sporting event. Yeah. That's that's move your team out of Buffalo low. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the, it's the guy's honest truth. I mean, just like I said, the Blue it goes, Jays had higher average attendance when they were here, by the way, I believe it. I believe, I mean, people Buffalo, I think deserves a pro, a major league baseball team, even though I don't think the city's like big enough from a population standpoint. I agree. I, with you. I would love to see Buffalo with a major league baseball team, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, it, like it, it, this goes across all like media, like platforms. All right. It, just, just your, your money, your attention, your, your tweets, clicks on, 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 you know, articles and stuff. The less you care, the, the more things will change. That's just, that's just how it goes. That's, that's how it goes in this world. Um, I'm a big star Wars fan. All right, people hated the new Star Wars trilogy. They they responded by not going to see Han Solo, the Han Solo movie. And then they stopped making, they, they, they slowed down on making the movies and they, the product got better. All right, that's, that's another example. And I, I think football, I, I, I do believe that football can work the same way. I know that it's a, you know, it's a media juggernaut, but it, it, you know, it's, it's so tough. There's like this fine line. It's like, Man, if I stop supporting too much, I might lose this team. That's right. one of those. That's one of those very tough aspects as well. You know, Houston Oil and the Houston Oilers left. Their attendance dwindled. They're like, okay, we can't make money here. Let's go to Tennessee. Um, but they were a disappointing team, and it, it it it's just a fine line. But things will change. You just have to be loud and boisterous. You can't just be like again. You can't always you know be happy. Oh, the team played really well. No, 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 no. We're 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 beyond that. We're beyond that. Sorry, the Colts didn't finish well. They played well for the most part against the Ravens a couple weeks ago, but they didn't finish. They didn't get the win, and that's all that matters in pro football. So, right. Um, but all right, I think that is it. I think that's a wrap on this uh, episode. Jaws, welcome back, my man. It was a lot of fun to chit chat with you. I think Glad first... to be here. Happy to, happy to help the ball club. Oh, it was a <laughs> it was a great time, my man. Great time. Uh, that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of Jaws and I, till next time, the two-point conversation. Three, 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 three.